Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. to the cross so that you could be transformed, so that you could become more like him and less like that, whatever that is. Can you see where I'm going with that? Every single one of us needs to come to grips with that because we rationalize, justify, and excuse our own behavior consistently. Every one of us is tempted to do that. But the Son of God went to a cross. He was crucified. He endured torture so that you could be changed, so that you don't have to stay that way. Jesus went to the cross so that we would not be judged for the sinful nature that we take part in. Pastor Robert teaches us that through Christ, we're changed. The terrible people that we were, he replaces with new beings who are now influenced by him. Accept Jesus into your heart and you will truly be changed. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 1 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with today's message. His love is the main thing. Peter was a Jew. His dad was a fisherman named Jonah. And when Peter was born, his dad named him Simon. I was curious, what does that mean? You know, because in, in that culture in that day, you didn't just name a kid something cute. You know, today we try to come up, you know, it seems like parents try to come up with something unique and different and cute, right? And um, many times in those days, they would wait until the child began to show a personality. I wonder if that's what happened with Peter, because the name, the name Simon actually means thorny, you know? Like somebody with a prickly personality, oh, name that one Simon. He's going to be a pistol. But then later, Jesus renamed him, gave him a name which was more in harmony with his calling. Seems like Simon was impetuous, maybe a bit too quick to say the first thing that popped into his head, but Jesus renamed him Peter, Petrus, little stone, little rock. Because Jesus knew what he intended to do in Peter's life. Jesus knew that he intended to take this young, cocky, impetuous, prickly individual and turn him into a solid, dependable leader. And so he gave him a name that was in keeping with that new identity which he would grow into. You know, years ago, I've shared this before, but years ago, my wife sort of paid me a compliment one day. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Elizabeth is, you know, she's the one who speaks more encouragement into my life, honestly, truly, than, you know, than anybody else. I can count on her on a regular basis. She'll send me a, a passage of Scripture probably three days a week during her quiet time. I can count on her to send me something that 
you know, gives me courage in, in the Lord to press on, you know, that, that kind of message from God. But I, I'll never forget the day she told me that I was becoming the man she married. And it took me a minute, you know, I had to process that you're, you're becoming the man I married. What does that mean? God had showed her when we first met the man that I would grow to be as I learned to follow Jesus. She was beginning to see that man emerge slowly but surely. The Bible teaches us that God transforms everyone who turns to him. He doesn't leave us as we are. And that's why when you find yourself ready to say, well, listen, this is just the way I am. <laughs> Don't say it. Don't even let yourself think that way. Because a big, big part of the message of the gospel is that he loves you so much, he's not going to leave you like that. We all know that's just who you are. We already know that. Everybody around you, after a little bit of time, gets to know who you really are, right? I mean, we, all, we already know. Jesus died so that you didn't have to stay that way. He went to the cross so that you could be transformed, so that you could become more like him and less like that, whatever that is. Can you see where I'm going with that? Every single one of us needs to come to grips with that because we rationalize, justify, and excuse our own behavior consistently. Every one of us is tempted to do that. But the Son of God went to a cross. He was crucified. He endured torture so that you could be changed, so that you don't have to stay that way. But he doesn't just modify our behaviors, does he? I mean, he transforms who we are, and then the behaviors follow that. That's how Simon became Peter. It wasn't a behavior modification, right? No, no, no. It was an identity transformation. It was an actual recreation. Simon died. Peter was born. Peter had to grow into that. He had to cooperate with it. What we call First Peter was a letter. It was written with the intent that it should be passed around among the mostly Jewish believers who had been scattered all through Asia Minor or what is now, you know, Turkey. And at the conclusion of the letter in chapter 5, Peter seems to indicate that he was writing from Babylon. I mean, he, he kind of says it, you know, in, in modern-day Iraq. But most Bible scholars believe he was actually referring, kind of a veiled reference, to Rome, spiritual Babylon, which I believe changes, you know. In, in other words, the, that, the spirit of Babylon or the you know, that spiritualization of it, the, the reference to Babylon. I mean, you could, you could say, certainly you could say the United States is Babylon. You could also say New York, the city. You could say that in terms of the spirit of Babylon, a center of false worship, a center of... You, you could, in other words, there, there are many places that you could say that about. Everybody kind of understand what I mean by that? And so we don't, we don't know for sure, but it makes sense if the timing that they place upon the letter is accurate. Again, those who research such things, I don't. But those who do say that it was written toward the end of his life, somewhere 30 years or so, after the death and resurrection of Jesus. History, tradition says Peter was crucified in Rome, so it makes sense if 
all this is accurate. He was in that general area when he wrote this letter. He was an old guy by now. And the letter was clearly intended as an exhortation to stand strong during hard times. He mentions suffering over and over and over again in this letter, and he encourages the recipients to represent the Lord Jesus well as they suffered. Chapter 4, verse 19, he says, Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. If you suffer according to the will of God, then just trust him, you know, just commit your soul to him in doing good. In other words, don't, in your suffering, as you're being persecuted, as you're going through hard times, don't take matters into your own hands and retaliate and start doing evil to those who are doing evil to you. He says, no, commit commit yourself, you know, trust him, trust him with your life, trust him with your health, trust him with, with, with everything and, and do the right thing, do good, because he's trustworthy, he's a faithful creator. Now, with that little bit of background, let's dig into it. First Peter chapter one, verse one, Peter opens up, he says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Now, we're going to stop right there. We're not going to begin to thoroughly dissect everything Peter says right there. You know, it's it's such a cool thing. Peter, often referred to as a simple, ignorant fisherman from Galilee, and there's more doctrine in that opening greeting right there than most Bible college professors today could explain to you. Certainly more than I can begin to open up in a 30-minute message. There's just there's so much. But a couple of things stand out right in the beginning. First, the Bible refers to the believers as pilgrims. Pilgrims, people just traveling through. They're, they're out of place. and They're not at home. They're Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. That alone has been debated for the last 2,000 years. You know, it's one of those discussions that just seems to be never-ending. What does that mean? Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Even though the Bible tells us to avoid foolish disputes, Christians dispute over that very thing. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away or or maybe maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place 
to come and die on the cross to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.